When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We got the whole squad of four here celebrating an Avs 7-4 win over the Philadelphia Flyers. Celebrating Logan O'Connor's first career hat trick. Let's go. What a fun time it was. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's just let's start with the 60-second rundown, and then we'll, uh, we'll get into our feelings you about the game. You need four minutes, or are you good? I might need four <laughs> minutes for this one. Jesus. Uh, first period, the Avs played like garbage. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. They got smoked in every single way, and they were ahead 2-0 after the period ended. That's hockey, baby. Uh, <laughs> take it and run. Second period, super all over the place. Um, both teams produce a big number of goals. Both teams give up some bad goals. Uh, ultimately, it's 3-2 in the period, leading to the game being 5-2 after the second period. The Avs' big dogs were eating. Uh, McKinnon and Ranton and both end up scoring multiple goals alongside Logan O'Connor's hat trick. The third period got a little bit squirrely. Philadelphia came out, really took it to the Avs early. They're able to get one pretty quickly and then a second one later on to make it a one-goal game. But the Avs were ultimately able to survive, get a power play, get a sixth goal, and then Nathan McKinnon defers to LOC on the empty net to get LOC the hat trick. I kept it to a minute. I skipped like 90% of the game, but I kept it to a minute. Hmm. <laughs> Wind all the way back here. Let's take an overarching look. Weird matinee game where crazy stuff happened or <laughs> serious issues in this game? Uh, I, I think um, it's a tired team at the end of a road trip. Planted a weird time of day, and you saw as the game went on, the Avs just lost legs. Okay. So fair enough. You know they had a three and four. Yep. Four and six. Yeah, four and six, and you're playing at one p.m. Like it's four just, and five and a half. It's yeah. it's kind of like a yeah, it's it's kind of like a perfect confluence uh, of events here to have a uh, a game just like this where you don't play very well and. You still find a way. The things that I didn't like about it didn't feel like bad habits. They just felt I like lapses. And so those are things that they can break down and film and course correct moving forward. But I don't feel like they're having to undo any bad habits that are persisting that I saw in this game. I, I, and listen, we just called it. They battled through. It's tough. It's tough to play four and five and a half on the road, traveling, not in your own bed. Um, 
and you know, was it abnormal? No, it seems like that's <laughs> that's like the scores lately of every Avs game, six four, seven four, yep. whatever it is. It just seems to be a uh, different kind of, of of play today, so to speak. You know, it wasn't the same games as let's say Ottawa, or whatever, but it's just the same outcome, which is good. You know, you can't complain. It. it Yes. Are there problems in this game? Sure. We'll talk about them. But also, the Avs never trailed in this hockey game. At worst, it was a 0-0 tie. And then they led the entire rest of the game. Was it closer than you would like at times? For sure. Did they give up some easy goals? For sure. But also, they were better than Philly tonight. Today. Uh, well, certainly better than their goaltenders. I'll put it that way. Philly's goalie tenders really, really struggled in this and one. That, and that's a Philly team that was rolling, too, right? Yep. That's a Philly team that was, oh, Jesus, what was that for? Your 2 o'clock alarm, bud. Why would I have a Time 2 o'clock alarm? Jesus. <laughs> that's a mistake. That's a malfunction of the phone. 2 o'clock alarm. Um, no, I don't wake up at 2 or, or a.m. or p.m., so I don't know why that would be there. Maybe my finger just touched something. Anyway. Um, don't know what I'm saying. The alarm just kind of threw me <laughs> off. Uh, don't remember. What abs in this game were better than the Flyers' goal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. And then what I meant to say is, you know what? They used the power play like right in the first period. Yep. And then obviously that little tap in there by Miko at the end there, just to kind of give themselves some breathing room, and you know, and that's why they never trailed in the game. You know what I mean? So your your power play was timely tonight. It was awesome on that on that aspect, but. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was a dog fight in a sense, and you got to fight through. And sometimes you're not at your best, and but it's a sign of a good hockey team when you win games that you're not supposed to win. And you know, and I'm not saying they weren't supposed to win it, but I'm just saying that it was kind of like Megan and everybody else has been saying, it was one of those weird games, you know, where it just didn't really make sense anywhere. I thought this was probably their worst game yeah. of the road trip. Yeah, um, at least in, at least in Ottawa when they were giving up chances scoring chances all over the ice they were creating a bunch the other way yeah um this didn't feel like they were very good in any of the areas and they got away with a couple of uh missed opportunities by the flyers and yeah they have we've talked about this the Avs have lost a couple games this year because they had missed opportunities too and that's how this goes sometimes like that's how hockey can work and when you don't capitalize on your chances sometimes it's hard to it's just hard to 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 find a way to win a, a hockey game when you especially when your goalies aren't playing well it's, it's when you give up five on 15 you're having a tough one yeah and this it's not five on 15 and it's like oh the abs is two on ones and these no, are there are some bad goals in these there. are world class you know oh what a what a play what a one-timer what a this what a that you know it wasn't very much of that in this game from the avalanche it wasn't, a, for my money, it just wasn't a very good offensive or defensive effort. It was just, defensively, I thought it was just kind of blah, and offensively, I thought it was pretty bad. Yep. And when your best line is Miles Wood, Ross Colton, Logan O'Connor, you probably should struggle a little more to win a hockey game than you did. And, well, you didn't. So, it's all good. You finished the road trip 3-2, and two and... You have to win a couple what, of these every yeah, year. What's man. not to love? Yeah, yeah, you have to win a couple of these every year. So uh, they did, and that's great. Uh, I really, I really just only feel pretty good about it. Hey, you escaped Philly with a win. You have a successful road trip. You got two home games. They have three days off now to just hang out, and then they have two home games, and we're done for a couple of weeks. Like 
It's a tired team. It's a beaten up team, and they're finally going to get a chance to rest a little bit. It. You look at the goals scored in the first period for Colorado. The first one is kind of nonsense. It. Uh, give credit where credit's due. It's a great tip from Ross Colton, and then LOC just kind of sticks his foot out there, and good <laughs> things happen. Yeah. You take those when you get them. When they go your way, plenty of them have gone against the Avs this year. So Yeah, we've seen a couple of, uh, I mean, it wasn't that long ago we watched a goal go off Josh Manson's chest. Yeah. <laughs> like a floating puck that just hits him up here and, and deflects in. And it's like, you're not mad at a goalie about that. You're just kind of like, what a weird bounce. And that's how it started for the Avs. Cool. And then the one real... Quality, high-skill goal from Colorado. Nathan McKinnon feeds Miko Rantanen on a, a beautiful seam pass, and Miko puts that laser of a one-timer up into the top part of the net. We'll get to it, obviously. McKinnon ends up with a ridiculous night at the end of it all. Yeah. But for me, McKinnon really didn't play well for most of this first period and then figured it out. Turned it back on, started doing a lot of things that ultimately led to all of his success in the game. When you're in an up and down game like this, where does the credit fall for you guys? Does it fall on the top guys of McKinnon and Miko doing the carrying? Or do you give more credit to that Colton Wood LOC line for being pretty inarguably the Avs best line in the game? It's complicated because Colton now is on that top unit, and I credit the success of special teams, especially with the power play, yeah, in for part sure. to Colton. Like, yeah, even fair. on, so that first goal, Colton's a part of it, separate from the power yes. play. And then I kind of view this as a goal, even though it's after the expiration of the power play, that he's a positive influence yep. on. And so I'm grouping him with the top guys in that part of the conversation. Like, right. I'm separating him from his line just for a moment to say that it did require some heavy lifting from the top, in addition to the hard work of the Wood, O'Connor, Colton line as well. Um, because there's another highly skilled McKinnon goal at the end of this all, right? There and is. I think that required some course correction on his part because this power play in particular wasn't a very good one for the Avs, but it did set the tone early, and McKinnon didn't allow his game to, you know, it was a pendulum. It could have gone one way after that power play the way that it was headed and yep. he ended up turning it into something positive and they built upon that for the rest of the game and Colton absolutely plays a part in that tonight for the purposes of the top guys he's in that conversation in my opinion tonight it's it's hard for me to balance because Nathan McKinnon has a five-point night which is outrageous for any <laughs> NHL player to ever have a five-point night but at the same time you're like yeah well it is Nathan McKinnon he Ross has Colton has a four-point night which you're like how? How did he do that? Yeah, and again, I go back to, and I'll say it again, and elite players will make you win, and the secondary guys will help you win. And and it's no different because Ross Colton's got the four-point night. You could give him the same ice time in the next 10 games and same opportunities he's going to end up with two total points. You know, I mean, it's just the way it is and when you're an average an average producer, and when you're an elite player like Mac, and we all agree it wasn't his best game tonight, he ends up with five points. Why? Because you're elite, you're on the ice, you get opportunities, and you make things that other people can't do. It's very simple. Like You're unique, you're in the top five conversation of, you know, probably, arguably, when it's all said and done, like 
of top five players of the decade. You know what I mean? In the National Hockey League. And, and when you are that and you get the opportunities and you're surrounded with good people as well, you know what I mean? Like, Kale doesn't have his best game tonight, but then makes a big play. And you know what I mean? Like, yep. those guys are special. They're going to make you win. And that's why the Avs are winning. And, um, you know, the other guys. And that's why we saw Woody come back in the lineup. Look at the difference he's made. AJ and I were sitting over there, like, during the game, like, it's a, you know, no offense to keep you around, Todd, but look at the difference a guy like Miles Wood does to to a line and to a lineup and to a team. So, yeah, it's good to see that there's a happy marriage right now, you know, between the elite guys and then the helpers. Let's call them the helpers. You know what I mean? And that's how you score seven goals a game. And bad goaltending on the other side, too. Mm. Helps that kind of helps a little bit, you know. It, I, sure, I, whatever it, the... Yeah, the post game might be four changes. points yeah. or cold away whatever. Three, yeah. whatever. whatever. Give them three Power points. Does not great change night. the effect they had on the dread. game. Yeah. Uh, so you take that. You, you're up 2-0 after the first. You get to that second period. You get a you get a fantastic goal from Nathan McKinnon to make it three nothing. The Avs are fully in the driver's seat of this game, and then things go off the rails a little bit. Uh, you have both teams kind of scoring a number of goals back and forth throughout the second period. When you look at that stretch of the game, and the Avs do end up winning the second period, but are there concerns that creep in about the Avs' ability to play with leads? You look at the Montreal game. They had a 1-0 lead. They had a 2-1 lead in that game. They end up losing... You have to go back a ways, but you look at the Arizona game, obviously a four-goal-blown lead is is significant. And you look at how the, the first two goals that get scored on the Avs in the second period happen. One, just kind of a blown coverage from Jack Johnson. One is a, it's it's a, a bad goal. It's, it's a goal that's got to be stopped by an NHL goaltender. Are these problems that are making the Avs life harder when it comes to holding leads or are these kind of separate isolated incidents when it comes to these games that they've had leads in it's just hockey man okay yeah I just um, I'm not talked about this on the last show I think um, last post game show that when you don't have Val Nachushkin or Terry Lekkinen, yeah, the whole concept of holding leads becomes a lot harder because now you're throwing out uh, you know, Eric and I are sitting over there at the start of the third period like, what the hell are they going to do to protect this? Like, they've got three days off after this. They should only be playing McKinnon and Colton's lines. Just every other. Hmm. Every other. Don't even mess with it. Uh, and because you just don't trust Cogliano, Ryan Johansson, Yoel Kiviranta, you know? And so I think I just think holding a lead is is harder to do when you don't have two of your best two hundred foot wings. Okay. And 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 for the record, they did hold the lead in this game. True. <laughs> it was just closer than you it, would have liked. It tightened up, but yeah, they they, they held did the lead not lose they it. Scored seven, but <laughs> you know you got to you got it at five four, and everybody was like, "Come on oh, with yeah. this," and then they they closed it out. So. Uh, I guess my answer is just no. Like, do I have concerns about them holding leads no. with this lineup? Sure. 
but this won't be their lineup come April. Uh, also, this is like the worst game that they have played. Just like overall as a team, I think it's the and worst game that they have minute, played in yeah. quite a while. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you combine those two factors and I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm not too, they've, man, they had a lead to hold. They weren't coming from behind the entire time, you know, like it was, it was kind of nice. That's, just, yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. no, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's my view of it too. You know, they come into the Flyers home arena after the Flyers have won five straight against a good Dallas team on the heels of it. And they still have a thinned out lineup. The shots battle is not on their side. The faceoff battle is not on their side. Possession 5v5 is not on nah. their side. <laughs> and they managed to come out of it by holding a lead through the entire game. I'm proud of that effort. It's not perfect hockey and it's not something they necessarily should emulate, but Stop I, looking for problems in yeah, a game they won. I, I view that, you know, Seriously. they're on the end of their five-game road trip, as AJ mentioned. Yep. I view that as quite a win. And it's not, you know, I'm not going to say they did it perfectly, but I'm not too worried about it, the result, the process. Well, there's nothing systematically that they did different or wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. Um, there was a muffin from the blue line that went in, and they'd call us... It is what it is. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong that they did. There's, and in playoffs, you know, yeah, bad goals kill you in playoffs. So that, yeah. that's a bad goal. But as far as an even playing field, like you're playing the fourth game in five and a half days. You're on the road. You've been going to four different cities. It's not an even playing field when it comes down to energy yeah. or rest. So, so the Flyers had that advantage. And then you're playing the Avalanche. You're down by a couple of goals. You start pressing the game. You get one, then you get another one on a gift, and now you're like, yay, and that's why, you know, it was awesome. You always talk about double agents, you know what I mean? So maybe Scott Lawton is a double agent for the Az. He goes and gets that penalty, and I know that's AJ's guy. Future and, you know, all of a sudden, ranting and scores. I, again, maybe we're looking too deep into this right now, but instead of looking for problems, I would look for a double agent and say, Lawton wants to be an Av. That was a bad call, by the way. <laughs> I, and, and really, like, the opposing goaltenders played worse than your goalie did. That's and that's, that's where we are. It's how, we it. got, it's how we got to this, this result. And we have seen Colorado's goaltenders play worse than the other goaltenders. A fair amount. So, you know. <laughs> that's it. I'm sitting here like, oh, the Avs didn't play a very good game. They weren't great. They weren't whatever. Carter Hart was way worse than the Avs were. <laughs> way worse. <laughs> I, you know, he gave up a goal, and it looked like he was yelling at somebody, and I was telling Eric, I was like, I think he's just mad at himself because he knows. He knows that's the last goal that, he, that he's getting pulled at intermission. He like, this is done. Old, he gave up the old hands. It was, it was just, he's just not, he was just bad. He was bad today. And then the sixth goal, also not a great goal. Urson's looking at it going, hey, I no, only gave up That should not one. have gone in. Should have caught it and then it's over. You yeah, catch it. it's just their goaltenders were bad. Funny because for once, Philly's goaltending has actually been pretty good this year. Yeah, yeah. and did no show today. Yeah, that's how it's just how it goes sometimes. If the, if the these results were flipped, we'd be like, your goalie has to stop something. Like your team plays pretty well. You do what you want. You've got breakaways. You've got missed opportunities. You have a Joel Farabee on the back door. 
10 seconds after the Avs score to make it one nothing that just misses an empty net. Yep. You know, their goalie was just bad. It's all good. That's, that's yeah. sports happen sometimes. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. The Avs just took advantage of a bad goaltender today. It's fine. All right. Well, let's do our winner shots. Here's to hockey being hockey. Oh, on a yeah. game like this one. Dr. Dubs delivering the vitamin W here. Speaking of Dr. Dubs, they're, they're going down. They're slowly yeah, draining. Yeah, we've been taking our pills, off. They're going down. Uh, Looks like somebody's right. taking one for every abs win. It do, do kind of look like that. We are brought to you by Bet365. You can go get your bets on with Bet365 right now with the DNBR365 code. Put in $10, you get $150 in bonus bets. And when you take a screenshot of your account with that $10 in it, send it to promo at thednbr.com. You'll get a free DNBR t-shirt. Send you a coupon. You can pick whichever one you want. It can be abs-related, Loch Ness Monster, maybe a good choice after tonight. Just throwing it out there. Uh, but whatever t-shirt you want, Go do it after you put $10 into Bet365 with the DNVR365 code. I hit two of my three bets tonight, so I'm making money. Uh, you're, you're looking good. You're looking good right now when it comes to betting on the abs. First leg of my par high hit because the uh, abs won today. So Easy money. Let's go Bruins and Oilers. Just got just to gotta clean up the rest of it. You'll yeah. be good to go. Yep. Uh, do a Bet365, whatever you bet on. You must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Mm -hmm. You can also, of course, text. We're also, uh, you know what? I got I got a question before you, before we get to this next read. Yeah. We were talking about it a little bit on the watch along. Uh, ice was kind of bad for a lot of this game. I, I don't know. Did this, I, the 76ers might have played last night. Like, I don't know. My question is, especially in a weird game like a matinee, how do you deal with bad ice? Is it something you just have to fight through? Is there something you can do to prepare for something like that? No, but they'll say it all the time, and guys will say it, and, and it does happen. Hey, listen, I played in New York, and they tried to make sure the, the ice is good for everyone, And but MSG is the busiest building in the world. It just is what it is. And and sometimes it's just it's just not good. But it's not good for both Fair teams. Enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the guys will say, I don't care if you're a skilled team or or a non-skilled team. It's 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 it it's bad ice for both teams. So then you adapt. It's just like when I see guys like in the shootout when there's bad ice and for some reason and then they're trying to be stubborn and make moves and the puck's flying over. I mean, it's like that's on you, man. Like the ice is bad. The ice is bad. Go down, shoot the puck. Don't try to dipsy doodle. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, coaches will definitely say that. Guys will definitely say that on the bench. And it, it's easy to see when you make a pass. And Kale McCarr makes a pass 100 times out of 100 times to his partner. And it's flat. It's perfect. It's nice. And then all of a sudden he makes two in a row where it's like popcornish and going everywhere. And you're like, <laughs> what the hell is that? I mean, it's not Kale McCarr that got bad all of a sudden. It's the ice, you know what I mean? So it's easy to see sometimes when things aren't there, then you adapt to it. Then you're like, all right, guys, let's be a little more lunch pail on our plays here. And again, go back to Pizza Hut and let's not try to make a, a Picasso or, you know what I mean? Like just get a little dirtier and you got to adapt to the ice. ice. Poor Josh Manson. He fell over like four times. Just, <laughs> he's trying to just do his thing out there yeah. and... Every time he got close to center ice, it was like something would happen. Yeah, just 
and a couple who flyers put that too. banana peel yeah. there. A couple yeah. flyers <laughs> flew off too. They like, did. Out they of the did. blue, and you're yeah. like, "Whoa!" What it was, was that? rough. I'll tell you one thing: you go there and you hit a rut. Like there's nothing you can do. You're going down. You know what I mean? That, that you're going down. Looked like that Lake Tahoe ice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that was that was closer see, yeah, to trench warfare. Go back warfare, and watch yeah. that game. You'll see the puck. It never lays flat. It's yeah. like the look. Sam Gerard goal is amazing. Just <laughs> dunk, 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 dunk. Look, it's awesome. Don't let your floors look like the ice did today. All right. Make oh. sure you get with Empire today to do your flooring. <laughs> uh, Empire today, super awesome to use. You can shop at home. This is the coolest part for me. You don't have to go through all the hassle of going around to the store and looking at all this stuff and figuring out what this and then. Just go online, use them there. They have a whole little projection system where you can put in the measurements of your room and you can project the different types of floor onto it. It's super awesome to use to see what it will look like actually in the setting of your home. So they're super awesome at what they do. They have professional installers. They have tons of different options, including a $350 off discount when you use the promo code DNVR. So get over to empiretoday.com slash DNVR today for details. Get yourself some awesome flooring. Get with, I, I, what, I can't remember the number or else I do the jingle. I think it's like 1-800-588-2300-EMPIRE. Is that, that right? That. Yeah. I, I already said it, so you'll have to get the jingle next time. Sorry, Empire. Get with them, though. Uh, EmpireToday.com slash DNVR. Get that $350 off your new floor. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Third period. You guys talked about a little bit. Maybe the Avs legs were running out. Maybe things got a little bit squirrelier than you would have liked. Is there work to do for Colorado when it comes to not going into the turtle shell? No. Okay. For me, not even a little bit. No. This is a, you're at the end of a road trip, four and five and a half. I'm not worried about this at all. They got the job done, man. Sometimes you just have to fight through a tough condition. Sometimes you just have to fight through. It's not your, it's, it's not going to be your best day. You just have to, you, this is why you have a five, two lead, right? Mm-hmm. You love to say this. That's why you score five. Well, that's why they scored five. Well, so, I'll, you know, but I'll answer the turtle shell question. Like, I've been on teams where definitely, like, you, you hear from the coaches, and it's like, we're sitting back and we're going back in the turtle. You know what I mean? Like, the abs don't play that way. Um, you know, and, and if sometimes it does happen, it's certainly not by drawing, it's more by giving credit to the other team because it is a national hockey league and teams are good and teams will have pushes. And if you have good players, you'll have a push. Um, and then all of a sudden they're just better than you in that momentum and that part of the game. That doesn't mean that you went and, oh, my God, we're going, you know, shell mode. Um, and sometimes that's where you, you know, need a save and all that kind of stuff. So so tonight that puck doesn't go in, which was a bad goal. It probably ends up being, I don't remember what it was at the time, but it probably ends up being a 6-3 final or whatever it is, right? You know, it's not, it doesn't even get close. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... And I think you have to go and play with, AJ said it earlier, what you have at your disposition that night, if that's the right word, right? Like, you know, you basically had two lines that were going and yeah. two that were suspect, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and well, then you look back and, you, you know. even Even with the two lines that are going, Megan yeah. mentioned it. It was Ross Colton getting promoted to that top line. Yeah. Benar dropped Drew and down the lineup tonight, uh, especially as the game went on. So, 
yeah. using what's at your disposal is I, exactly I think you correct. Use what you have, and then, and you look at the situation you're in, and and that's why I love playoffs, because the playing field is so even. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone, unless you, I'm talking about you depleted with injuries, but I'm saying, the fatigue factor and the number of games and so many nights, and you know the travel is the same, same amount of miles. Same amount of everything. So that's why I love playoff hockey because it's a non-factor. But during the season, it is truly a factor in how games are played. When you look at the goals against in the third period, one's just a ridiculous Tyson Forster snipe, and the other is blown backdoor coverage by Kel McCarr, and you're just not counting on that happening to Kel McCarr very often. Yep. And so those are the kinds of things at the end of a five-game road trip you just live with. And Sure. Historically, this season, their third periods, especially when they've played from behind, which wasn't the case tonight, have been so good that I'm not worried about how this third period played out. Who, who scored from the blue line from them? I connect me. Oh, connect on the me. second yeah, yeah. goal. No, oh, yeah, that's in what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, second. sorry. No, yeah, you weren't saying the absolute snipe from connect me. That's mm-hmm. why I want to make sure. No, I want no, to be on no, the same no, no. page. No, their third no, goal. no I'm not calling page. that a snipe. I just want to make sure because Tyson Forrester. No, no, that was a nice shot. That yes. one was an absolute muffin. The absolute no, 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 snipe no, no, was no, the no, third one. That's what Tyson Forster does too. Like that's the whole reason he was drafted in the first round. Like, yeah, why he's in Philly to shoot just like that. Yeah, it's if you have any real problem with that. Maybe Gerard gets a little bit loose in coverage off the drop pass. He doesn't really step up quick enough to impede Tyson any. Sure. But also, you want to fight? Other teams allowed to make good plays. <laughs> like other we, teams are allowed. No, you you didn't show up, bud. I was on Counter Strike the other night. Where were you? I don't have it installed. Yeah, ducking me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm super afraid of you. <laughs> All right, I'll go home today and I'll install it. We'll do this. I'm ready. I'm ready. Over <gasps> we'll here. see. We'll see if I get. One kill. <laughs> we do. I'm leaving. <laughs> I leave lobby immediately. That's it. <laughs> Just out. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's let's talk about the good things here. And there are a lot of them. I, yes. can I just, I'm just going to steal this from you. Pop I want to talk, talk about Miles Wood, man. Pop off. So Miles Wood, uh, I was talking to Eric about this during the game, but this is the difference between Miles Wood, who is a third line player. Like this is not a top six guy that you're relying on. It's just third straight game with the points since returning from illness. That's great. But more than anything, this is the difference between Miles Wood and Caleb Jones. <laughs> like, like uh, I used well, when Kibiranta. I was talking to him, I was talking about uh, Kiviranta, a sure. guy who is inhabiting a third line role right now. Yeah, fair. This is the difference between them. Miles Wood is a guy that can change a game because he's much closer to a second line player in the NHL than out of the league. And Kiviranta is much closer to out of the league than a second line player. And he's inhabiting your third line. Yep. And in a perfect world, in a healthy world, Miles Wood is on your third line. That's a well-built roster with one big hole on it. But my goodness, man. I mean, the difference there. And obviously, like, all these guys look great when they have their best games, right? When they play well. But as just as an engine, he makes a, he makes a great little pass to Nathan McKinnon to spring him for that goal. And overall, just a... Just Kind of a, a menace this week. You talk about a guy, bad ice, matinee game, fits in perfectly. nonsense <laughs> hockey going on. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's Miles Wood. It is, that's like a hot tub for him. He, yeah. He's loving it. He's Ooh. like, oh, I'm loving it's, it's chaos monster time. Yeah. <laughs> Great. He's like a chaos kaiju, dude. Like, it's just <laughs> what he's meant for. And he brings it to other teams. We saw 
uh, we didn't talk about it a lot, but uh, in the Boston game, goes. Uh, this isn't Miles Wood alone. It's his line. They go head-to-head against Boston's second line. Head-to-head. And they win that matchup convincingly. They are the only line for the Avalanche today to win their matchup. And they destroy their matchup. They destroy it. Yeah. What's but not to love? Completely dominated. And you, you're watching it. I, uh, Logan O'Connor gets a hat trick. I know. But we'll get to God it. God knows yeah. we'll talk about it. Ross Colton's in the middle of this, just kind of like, yeah, I was like there. Like the guy has like the quietest three assist day ever. <laughs> but it's it's Miles Wooden as Logan O'Connor. These these two are just a huge problem for other teams. But it's it's what they do complement each other. Because if you go and you look at any fancy anything, you'll see Miles Wood is all offense, no defense. You go and look at Logan O'Connor, fancy anything, he is no offense, all defense. You put them on the ice together, and they do everything well together. But that's, They're a huge problem. A huge problem for other teams. Yep. I feel your heart rate go up, and I love it. You know what I mean? Because mine go, goes up, too. You know what I mean? Like about Miles Wood and kudos to our, our, our friends there, the pro guys with the Avalanche. It, 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 that was a big signing this summer. I loved it. I freaking loved it this summer when they did that. Everybody talks in the last... If you talk about the last four or five years, everybody brings back the Barclay Goudreau and and uh, Hagel and you know what I mean, where Tampa went ahead of the parade and, like and made moves and you know to go and win and and that's exactly what the Avs needed. If you look back and you peel the banana or peel the onion, whatever you want to call it, on their playoff run, yeah, there was injuries, but what else was missing? They were missing a little bit of jam, a little bit of snarl, a little bit. So so they, what do they do? They do and for me. We'd have to have all the moves right now, like the, around the league. I, I bet you the, the the Wood move and the Colton move for me are probably two of the five top five moves of the summer. You know what I mean? And it's paying off. Druin might be five on uh, that and list. Maybe. <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair uh, on a low-key move. Yeah, I don't yeah. care how low-key the move is. I guess it's how productive it is, right? Yeah. So looking back at it, the Avs needed that. And and I hear Jean-Luc Foodie and all those things and last year all that. The answer was not that. The answer, they didn't have Who'd it in their yeah, why is he 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 his, What was this the other day? Tufty. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm not here. No, I, I like John Luke Foodie. Just give me a hard time. I, I don't want people to think I'm bashing. I'm saying to win the Stanley Cup today, which you can't, but this year, the answer was not in their affiliate team. The answer was on the outside. Miles Wood, Ross Colton. That puts you right there, back up there in, in the in top contention to, to win the cup. It does. If you because think, you still have McCarr. You still have freaking Branton. And you still have McKinnon. We saw what McKinnon does tonight on a, on a night where he's okay. <laughs> he has a 5.9 or a 4, whatever it is. Like, yeah, 4. A 4, okay. Why, did they give it to Colton at the end? Because he did touch it yeah, on the last goal. They gave it to in on that last power play goal. That's unreal because Colton yes. touches it. No, I'll take Colton the Druid touches point. it. He wasn't. He wasn't any good. You tell me, Colton doesn't touch it before. No, he, he before definitely me. touched. That's it. what he I'm saying. That's his. It, I'm his agent today, Colton. I'm gonna make sure he gets it. But anyway, I'm just, I'm going back and I'm giving flowers and kudos to the pro side. You know what I mean? And obviously, C Mac and and Joe have the ultimate decision. But coaches will have their input, what, how they want to play, what they want to get. But also, the guys do the work all year long. In the trenches, and you know, and and those are two awesome freaking gets. Uh, for look, the Avs. 
not to bag on John Luke Foodie, but if you think John Luke Foodie can do what Miles Wood does, no. you no are chance. wrong. You are unfamiliar with their games. <laughs> yeah. No offense to John Luke Foodie. Again, I, that's what I said earlier. I'm not bagging on him or Tough T the other day. I'm not. This is why I think the Avs were clamoring for Miles Wood all along. I don't think that type of player grows on trees. Doesn't. He toes the line between. He, and he pushes the envelope in between what's going to be allowed in a hockey game. And he's had some disciplinary moments that you can point to that have costed his team. But more often than not, it's to their advantage. And you have to live with that a little bit. And what you're seeing is the benefit of it all. It's the chaos and the menace that yep. he can be on the ice. In addition to the speed, which fits the Avs so perfectly, it's no wonder that they wanted him as badly as they did. And he compliments Colton so well. Yep. And, and we, we talked about it in the offseason. This is Eric and Megan's point here. They, these guys, they raise the competitiveness of your bottom six. 100%. Because last year, and then last year, you've got Lars Heller, Matt Nieto, Dennis Mulgan is down there. Like, uh, right there. You know, like you're just, you're just talking about guys that are like, they're, they're good at what they do in isolated, in a vacuum. You're like, yeah, this guy's good at this, good at that, whatever. But it's so different. Miles Wood. Ross Colton bring a completely different and let's be honest, Logan O'Connor has his game has taken a significant oh, step for forward sure. this year. So going from a strict fourth line guy where you're like, hey, let's get 20 points out of him, to now you're like he might hit he he's gonna chase down line. 35 is, yep. is kind of the mark that you're like He's a solid third line guy. You wanna see him, yeah. You put all those guys together, you have a problem. The other other teams have a real problem on their hands. Statistically speaking, this trio has been one of the very best in the NHL when put together. They're a problem, dude. Like, this is that addition, and it took a little while to get it going. Yeah, yeah. And the, the production from Wood hasn't been great, but you'll have stretches like this where he has points in three straight games. It'll help with that a little bit. Ross Colton has three assists. All of a sudden, you're he's, like, always hovering right around a 40-point pace this season. Seems to be, like, where he lives. And it's... It's just not hard to envision. Nachushkin and Lekkinen are back in this lineup. They do something. They add another center. That's your second line. This is not hard to see where this. that's your third line to open up the postseason. Operating as a second line right now and doing fine. It's not a long-term second line. It's just not. You get into a postseason series. You don't want that line going out there against William Carlson's line in Vegas. You know, whatever. Sure. Taking on a Matt Duchesne's line in Dallas, for example. Like, you don't want that matchup, but you'll take them up against any third line in the NHL right now. Those three, yeah. Well, I'm going to give him more flowers, because I'm going to, I'm excited. Um, <laughs> I love the bloodlines. You know what I mean? His dad, Randy Wood, was a smart player, went to Yale University. Like, it was a pain in the ass to play against. And it, it, different than Miles a little bit, more like a smart, um, more like a smart play, not as fast as, as Miles, but I love the bloodlines. And, you know, he's in Jersey for so many years. All of a sudden, it's disrupted. You you hit free agency. You go somewhere else. It's totally different. And some guys adapt right away. Some guys, takes them a little bit of time. It took him a little bit of time to get going and to gel with, you know, Colton. And, you know, no surprise, Logan gets put with them. That's when it kind of took off a little bit. Um, so that's one point I wanted to say. I love the bloodlines. He's... He's this, he, he, he's a guy that you know can, can go back to his dad's uh, you know career and, and how, how do you adapt to this? How do you change things when you're so accustomed to one thing or one team or or one culture? You know what I mean? Even though they had more coaches in Jersey, but 
And secondly, uh, we're going to sell this. We're going to talk to the sales staff, the DNVR, red to red. You know, uh, we're going to have a race, and it's going to be on the goal line to goal line. We're going to sell it. <laughs> I'm taking Miles Wood on the abs. I don't care about Nathan McKinnon. I'm, I'm no puck. No puck. I'm just saying red to red. I'm telling you, we did it, Avalanche 1.0. Everybody was arguing. Oh, Joe Sackick, Joe Sackick. And I hope he's listening right now because he knows he lost. Who was it? Goal line to goal line. No puck. On the whistle. Go. We all picked our horses and everything, and I did win money that day. <laughs> Adam Foote. You got that right. You would have never guessed that. Yikes. Much. So I'm telling you right now, Miles Wood, I'm taking him goal line to goal line. He's beating McKinnon. He's beating anybody. And bring out anybody from other teams, too. Bring McDavid. Bring anyone. Wood's my guy. A couple things here. He is really, really fast. Oh, buddy. It is scary. First of all, conspiracy theory. I figured out why Miles Wood gets his skates checked so often. He's got to make sure that Andy is still written on it. Because he's Woody, and they're the Toy Story line. <laughs> we, we talked about this. On the watch-along, yeah. Um, Buzz Lightyear is obviously Ross Colton. <laughs> we weren't really sure what Logan O'Connor was. We had a few names spring up. I said Lil Bo Peep. I don't think that was a winner. I think the most popular was Ham, I think. Ham. <laughs> he could be the dinosaur. Rex. Yeah, that one came up, too. Right? Rex? Yeah, Rex, yeah. That's it. And then number two, would you guys say that the LOC Wood Colton line is part of the Avs Depths inner circle? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I know. I know you're going there. Yes. <laughs> Go get part of the inner circle with Circle K today. That was today. a layup. I, look, all right, I, I give some pretty easy layups out here. Circle K, a bunch of amazing snacks. We eat them all the time on the watch-alongs now that we have them. Uh, you can also get 25 cents off your first five fill-ups when you sign up with the Inner Circle app. And they have a bunch of amazing weekend deals on snacks, too. So use that QR code on screen or go over to circlek.com slash innercircle today to get signed up for their rewards. And, uh, yeah, be part of the Inner Circle. Then... Go get yourself a Breck Brew to celebrate an Avalanche win. Uh, you can get the Avalanche. In fact, uh, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Uh, you can get them in all 50 states. Uh, go find it at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com. And then come drink it with us on the next Avalanche Takeover, January 26th, less than a week away. It's coming right up here. We still have a few tickets left you want to get in on it, come have a good time with us at an abs game. It's like being part of the watch along, but in person. You get to come hang out with us. It's a great time. We all go have a ton of fun. So come really, enjoy a hockey game. It really is a live watch along. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Friday, right? Friday, yeah. Uh, yeah, Friday next week. Yeah. Uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. I want to do something here. I want to get y'all's three stars of the game because I think you have four legitimate choices here. McKinnon, O'Connor, Colton, Rantanen. Who makes your three stars and in what order? They got to think about it. 
Logan O'Connor is one for me. I think that's fair. And and part of it too is beyond just three goals. I don't know if he really, you know, he draws this penalty that gets them the power play goal sure. at the end of the game. So I'm giving him some extra credit for that. Obviously, to his contributions on the strength of his line. That's why Ross Colton, though, is my number two. Ah, that's tough. McKinnon's got to. That's, that's right. hard, yeah. McKinnon two, Colton three. Okay. I'll give it to you. Uh, I'm going to go LOC, obviously the the hat trick. He draws that penalty, and then he has, like, the most evil smile on the bench <laughs> after he draws it. It's a good point. Where it was like, he knew what he did. <laughs> that dude devious. <laughs> uh, so LOC one, I'm going to say Miles Wood two, and then I'm going to say uh, McKinnon three. McKinnon. Okay. Going uh, beyond just contributions of score sheet. Totally. You would have to to put Miles Wood in there. Yeah, I mean, two assists, like, he has a nice game, but... There were dudes with more points. We'll yeah, and, well, and Miko Rantanen's not even close to my list. And yet he had a three-point night. I think he finishes with two. But Did they take the assist away? Yeah. Really? Yeah, man, lots of stuff is happening in this... Uh, I might as well, yeah, I might as well get a refresh here. Sheet. This is so funny. The NHL's got to fix their shit, man. All right, I'll go... Uh, I'm going to go LOC1 because it is a hat trick. You know what I mean? With yep. his foot. A tip and an empty net, so it's all over the place. Love it. Uh, I, I'm I'm, sti- I'm sticking with chaos. I'm 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 going with Wood again, and then I'm going with Colton. Um, uh, you're gonna say you crazy McKinnon five points. You know what? He's too good. He gets five points every night. So <laughs> give the kids a chance to get a star. You take a back seat. But I did love Miko getting a shot over the short side, which he hasn't done in a while. You know what I mean? Like a nice. That, that shot that gives you 55 goals a year, you know what I mean? That's that's an electric shot. One knee down. It doesn't get better than that. You know, you get goalie has no chance. So we'll give him not a star, but I love the fact that it's back in his arsenal right now. Was His first goal was the one that we have not seen enough of this year. That's right. And yep. the second goal is the one that we've seen much more yeah. of this year. <laughs> Which is okay. Like it, you're not stole it from Russ. They all count the same. Yeah, yeah you're you're like, hey, it's all it it's all Russ. good. But I'm yeah, kidding. he uh, pretty pretty funny. Uh, like Miko, it's like that's 55 Miko, and this <laughs> the the second goal is like this is like 40 goal Miko yep. for this year. Yep. What up? Um. <laughs> what up? And put this all together to say the Avs have a ton of forwards playing very well right now. And obviously that's the expectation from a guy like a McKinnon or a Miko on every night. But you're seeing them start to get this consistent depth production. I get whatever they're playing as a second line right now or whatever you want to call it. I don't care about that. This is a portion of the season where you want to see the Avs start locking things in, start putting things together. And are there still problems? Yeah, you still have some squirrely defense. You'd probably still like better goaltending. But you're watching a forward core that, as AJ has mentioned multiple times, is missing some key pieces, and they're still figuring it out. They're still solving these problems and finding ways to not just be effective, but be extremely good. You can easily argue that they're missing half of a top six. Yeah. Because they don't have those two wings, and they don't have a true 2C on their roster right now that they're comfortable using in that job. So you're missing half of your top six. Yep. And then... Barring like a brawl in the car game on the flight home this afternoon, you know, 
you're probably expecting Lekkonen, like, you know, I mean, obviously to be back next game. So they reassigned Poland already. Yeah, yeah exactly. So like that means there's coming. no injuries. Yeah. Homeboy's good to go. Um, yeah. After three more days off, that guy's playing yeah, against Washington. No inju- I mean, it doesn't look like there was injuries today. I mean, it doesn't sound like it or else they wouldn't have made that, uh, that, that, that move. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so you're getting one back. Again, Val, who knows? And, you know, again, that's way besides hockey. And then, uh, and then maybe like you know, like you talked about, there's a double agent that's in the in the works, and you know maybe something's gonna happen here, you know, and you get that extra forward right now. In your point, Rudo, about players playing above expectation, you look at Wood and Colton. This is what they were brought here to do. I don't think they envision that what is supposed to be third line having O'Connor on the wing. I think that was experimental to start this year when we saw Ryan Johansson's not quite working out, Tomasz Tatar's not quite working out, Jonathan Duran has earned a little bit more of an elevated opportunity, Logan O'Connor's going to step in there and we'll see how it goes. And so to that end, he's also a key player on the kill tonight. He's taken a lot of ownership of it. I know it has struggled a little bit in these last games, but on the whole, the penalty kill has been significantly Great tonight, yeah. And tonight, it's great. So O'Connor is contributing on special uh, well on the penalty kill. He's playing up in the lineup in a way that we probably wouldn't have expected coming out of last year. Like AJ mentioned earlier, he's taken a step this year. And so in talking about this game, I think it's worth giving O'Connor a nod that playing above expectation, this one's a little bit of a surprise. O'Connor and Wood, this is what they were brought in to do. But O'Connor being what he is this season and what he's meant has been a really huge piece for the Avs that is worth giving a little bit of a shout out. Yep. Definitely. I mean, he should get all the praise in the world tonight. First career hat trick. Did he get a little help from McKinnon on the empty netter? Sure. 100%. But still put himself in that position to be able to capitalize on that. And Hey, to score an empty net goal, I've always said that. I, I had zero in my career. Oh, sorry. One time I was on the ice. I told you the story. I made a pass. But I was never out there. There's a reason you're out there. That means the coach trusts you. Very simple. You know what I mean? Like, you're out there because the coach trusts you. Because yeah. usually you're a good player. You're good on the wall. And, and that's why Logan O'Connor is out there in those situations. And that's very simple. We're a little frustrated, too, because Miko took a long shift at the end of that game where it was like, you had a chance to get off, dude. And he was he was the guy. He was Logan O'Connor's guy. Yeah. yeah. And it was like far side. You need to get off the ice, man. (laughs) That just it was just in behind the net. What are you doing, buddy? (laughs) Camera pans back down and we're like, that guy's still on the ice. Come on. (laughs) Worked out in the end. Yeah. But yeah. We, we wanted it for LOC. There's no doubt. Also, I just, I always make this point, but your defense has five points. Yeah. Josh Manson, <laughs> two-point night. Let's he's falling go. all over the ice, and he's Hi. still upright enough to contribute, too. It's the Miko Ranton and way of living. <laughs> Manson got a little taste. <laughs> I, I'd like to get, do you know anyone? At, what, what, what's the Philly Arena call now? Because it changes names every friggin' four weeks. Um do we know what it's called, the arena they're playing? It used it's, to be the Wells Fargo It's Gritty's Center. house. I, I know it is. I'd like to get the footage, you know, the audio from the in-house camera. Because mm-hmm. when Manson has that puck there, you and me were dying there. And you can see McKinnon coming right from the bench. And he's 
freaking yeah, I want to hear the audio. <laughs> leave it there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> leave it. And he does leave it. And Manson goes, oh, God. And he leaves it right there. And then McKinnon scores on that play there. But it's so funny because when you hear that guy, the dog, barking at you, like, <laughs> Leave it there. Got yeah, that, that, that's that goal. Yeah, it's fine. I'm going to leave it there for you. It's all you, Call big you. dog. That's the greatest assist he's ever gotten. He's like, all right, I'm dead. I'm good. It's awesome. very entertaining. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny to watch, too, like when you're not in the arena because you're subject to camera work. Yep. Yeah. And you're just like sitting there and you're like, there's a guy coming, right? Yeah. Right? Like, there's, a, there's a guy coming. And then McKinnon shows up and then yeah. it goes in and you're like, yeah, calculated. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> yeah, I LOC is not a guy you're gonna watch get very many two goal games in his career, let alone a hat trick. So yeah. live it up while you got it, big dog. Yeah, absolutely. Also, they can't re-sign him right now. I saw somebody in chat was like, just give him yeah, a new he's deal. Got another they're year. not they're not allowed. <laughs> July first. It's the earliest they can do it. But do and that. They should. When when the yeah. time comes, do that. But we are raising money for his re-election campaign as mayor of Denver. <laughs> if you like this podcast, it is a contribution. Yep, that's ex- he is. I, I talked about this on the watch along too. But our Nuggets beat does the Mister Nugget thing. Yeah. Is LOC Mister Av? I like Mayor of Denver. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> here oh, for yeah, like I'm here for that. Denver. Yeah. The uh, all uh, yacht funds will be directed to the mayor of Denver campaign for yeah. LOC. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. Somebody got mad at me for making fun of QAnon once upon a time, but this is a <laughs> political cause we should all be able to get behind. I think so. LOC for mayor of Denver. He's an outsider, going to make change. Here for it. Gets by on hard work and yeah. guile. Yeah. Not a regular career politician. <laughs> <laughs> the easiest sell ever. Does your mayor PK? No. That's, that's why you right. need Logan O'Connor. That's right. That's a great point. <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, we are brought to you by the folks over at my phone is not working. Nice. Oh, oh yeah, right. If someone has set up terrible ice and caused your ankles to fall apart. I know who you're calling. Bacchus and Shanker, baby. Two, 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 two today. Uh, ColoradoLaw.net as well. If you want to go online, they'll give you a free consultation. Any situation where you've been injured and are not at fault. Josh Manson, give these guys a call. Uh, he wasn't injured. He just fell over a lot. Uh, whether it's at work, whether you're walking down the street he and uh, someone didn't shovel the driveway or something, that's where Bacchus and Shanker has your back. Or uh, or <laughs> or if Logan O'Connor's goal would have been taken away for you know oh yeah two games in a row against the Avalanche, you could call. If, Bacchus if Max and scored Shanker. that goal instead of passing to LLC, Bacchus and Shanker. That's right. McKinnon uh-huh. could call Bacchus and Shanker on me. McKinnon yeah. <laughs> McCarr called Bacchus and Shanker about them stealing the point from him in Again, Ottawa, true. Yeah. which true. cost him the 300th point being happening in Boston. Bobby Orr tonight to tie instead. Bobby Orr. Yeah. yeah, I mean, can he call them? Bull yeah, crap. I'm down. He should call them. Uh, give them a call. Uh, not only a free consultation, but if they take on your case, you pay nothing up front. They don't get paid until you get paid. Uh, and they've won over a billion dollars over the years, so you're going to get paid if you go with Bacchus and Shanker. Uh, get with them. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Uh, all right. I we're, we're winding this down here. A, a couple of things I wanted to cover. First of all, do we have anything else we want to talk about in the game? I'm good. Okay. 
Secondly, fun win. Fun win. It was uh, honestly a really fun game. At the end of it, hockey's allowed to be fun. <laughs> fun road trip. All the games were competitive and interesting. That uh, was nice. Yeah. Not a not a. I mean, I'm not going to say not a bad one in the bunch, but they were all good hockey games. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to talk about Patrick Waugh for real right now, or should we save this for Monday? AJ's rolling his eyes. <laughs> oh boy! I think it's Monday. Right, we'll save it for Monday. <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped. We'll, I can we'll, tell you that. We'll save it for Monday. You can zoom on me if you want. We I'm need to pumped. give AJ some time. Yeah, um, he's got to talk he's, about it Monday. He's got to get pumped. through this one. He's a good buddy of mine, and it's awesome. And uh, you know what? We'll talk about it Monday. But Lou Lamarell <laughs> always goes back to one thing in hot. his winning days. Always goes back to the. Montreal Canadiens uh, way of doing things back in the 70s. And that's why he's always had former Montreal so Canadian there. players on his teams and his staff and his coaching staff. So the, tra- the trend continues for Lou, and that was a big one right there. And I, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him. We'll talk about it Monday, and I'll bury AJ. I'll bury him in his hoodie right now. <laughs> It'll be an interesting conversation on Monday. If you did not know, during this show, Patrick Waugh named head coach of the New York Islanders. Uh, we have a lot of off days coming up, so I'm sure that'll be a topic we talk more about. Stay tuned for that on Monday. Let's get to the Super Chats. $10 from Alex, who says, Question for Big E. What are factors that cause a linesman to throw a guy out of the face-off dot? I remember watching Nas get thrown out every time and never had any idea why. Still don't understand it. Well, there's so many things. First of all, the... The linesman has to have a good rapport with the players, and some guys don't have good rapport. So um, they'll give you a warning. Obviously, in the offensive zone, you're the second guy to put uh, your stick down, so you have to stay behind uh, the line, obviously, as the first guy putting his stick down. So then where you put your feet, you'll see there's lines on the dots. There's like lines like this, and some guys are more lenient than others. It's like a head referee because, you know, they let things go. Same thing with linesmen. You have to know once you have more experience, you get the benefit of the doubt. Um, if you're a yapper like Nas can yap, <laughs> we all know that. And sometimes they don't really like you, so they don't give you the benefit of the doubt, and then they kick you out. And some guys, you can yap a little longer without getting kicked out. So when it comes down to, honestly, as a, as a sentiment, is who's the best cheater because that's all it is is who cheats the best way and who is better at the hand-eye coordination than the other but it it comes down to the rules and the referee will give you a warning or two or three and then uh, if you keep doing it that's why you get kicked out and as you know if a second guy goes and i saw the other i was watching a game and then a second guy gets caught tossed out then you get a power play right it's rare they do that but i saw i don't know what it's i was the watching. eagles game was it the it was eagles a, it was game? oh yeah we were game. all together yeah oh my god i'm like oh my god i haven't seen this in a long time so that's the answer there all right perfect thank you very much for the 10 five dollars from james who says great win flying into denver for the party bus plus game on friday and was wondering if the qr code i have is the game ticket or the party bus access uh what i Probably, uh, if you have like a barcode to scan, that's definitely the ticket. From what I understand, all of our tickets end up going through Ticketmaster. Great. So you will get an email with the tickets. I don't know if that's the key. If you got the QR code in your email, it's probably the tickets. Uh, Either way, don't worry about it. When you get here before the game, 
at the bar, our guy Spencer, who does all of this for us, will have yeah. all of that info for you. He's the events guy. And get it all sorted out one way or another. So, sorry I don't have that answer, but we'll you'll be fine. Also, excited to see you there. Yeah, that too. Come join us, everyone else. Bam, there you go. Pretty uh, close to sold out, actually. Yeah, they, there are not a ton of tickets left yeah, if you want to get those. Single digits. There are bus-only tickets, though. If you do already cool. have tickets yeah. to the game, you can get those. Uh, $5 from Peter, who says, Notice 40 never, ever challenges open looks slash breakaways. Want to see him poke check or come way out. Might have stopped third goal. Make shooters think twice. Uh... I think the entire Avs fan base has some Stockholm syndrome when it comes to, or I guess this isn't Stockholm syndrome, but has uh, the fear, has terrifiedness of poke checks after Grubauer oh was so bad at them for so long. And, and I'm, again, I'm just enjoying this game. This is a fun game. It's not the night to, to rail on Georgiev, I don't think. So. I would agree. Great. He had a crazy poke check. I think it was the Florida game when he came in as relief almost immediately. Flew out of the crease. It was a little scary, and I'm not sure I want to see him do it again. Well, I mean, we can stare it up (laughs) a little bit right now. He's the best. He's injured right now, but Flurry's the best at poke checking. Just Just a little stirring pot. Thank you for the five. And then $5 from the Walrus, who says, Rudo boobs for the LLC Hattie. Let's effing go. Uh, No. (laughs) I will pour water on my head in my review, though. <laughs> I am thrilled it's, about that tonight. It's, it's two. Th- it's not even three p.m. It's a little early for that. So you want a tarps off? Is that what it is? Yeah, he wants uh, the tarps off. All right. All right. Uh, that is all we have for this one. We appreciate all y'all hanging out for an early game. Hey. We're off tomorrow, and we are apparently talking about Patrick Waugh on Monday. So there's our schedule. Got it all <coughs> locked. Uh, so getting sick. sick. Okay, bud. Sorry. Okay, bud. Uh, We appreciate y'all. We will be back on Monday. We will talk to you guys then. Like the mayor, 